The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'm so happy to welcome you to the show today, whether you're listening uh, to the live show or whether you're downloading it. We're always glad to have you with us. Take a look, as I always tell you, at the Self-Improvement blog. You'll see a picture of today's guest. His bio is there and a review of his really great book. So go there, take a look. Uh, if you want to order his book, you can do that right there from Amazon. Um, so, and, and I really encourage you to get it. You know, some months ago when I was working on the show schedule, I was thinking, as I often do, about how great it would be to have an MD who was also holistic and spiritual. I'm reminded of the directive, ask and you shall receive. I realized last week that I had scheduled, unknowingly, I was not aware that I did it, three MDs in a row who are holistic. In the past two weeks, we had Dr. Scott Werner and Dr. Sanjay Jain, and today we have Dr. Jeffrey Millman. Each has his own holistic approach to the practice of medicine, and they're very, very different. And you you might want to go back and listen to the other two and see what they have to say, too. Now, allopathic medicine, which is traditional Western medicine, has focused on on the patient a lot like a machine and used pharmaceuticals and surgery as their primary approaches to treatments, totally leaving out the emotional and spiritual aspects of us. But we're not machines, and one size doesn't fit all. All of you know that. Finally, we're beginning to see physicians who see us as this wonderful, interactive blend of body, mind, emotions, and spirit. And they use some alternative approaches in their doctoring from a holistic and spiritual point of view. Some holistic and some more spiritual and some uh, as wonderful combination. Today's guest, in my opinion, is the epitome of this doctor. And I am really excited about today's show. Jeffrey Millman, MD, is a family physician who integrates holistic and alternative healing into his medical practice. He sees his patients as whole beings. 
seeing the impact both physical and emotional pain had on the life of his patients, he felt the need to seek an explanation of human suffering, and we're going to talk about that today. Dr. Millman is in private practice in Sparks, Nevada, and is a clinical professor at the University of Nevada School of Medicine. He's a graduate of the Chicago Medical School and a diplomat and fellow of the American Board of Family Practice. His curriculum vitae is four pages long. I'm not going to read that today. Just know that he is highly, highly credentialed. He's the author of the recently published book, Leap of Faith, Transforming Physical and Emotional Pain into Spiritual Growth. It is such an honor for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Dr. Jeffrey Millman. Dr. Millman, welcome. Well, thank you very much, Irene. It is my pleasure to be here on your show. And we have a lot of information to share with your listeners. And I look forward to our conversation. Well, you know what? I had a really hard time getting today's show ready because I kept having way, way, way too many questions and we can't possibly cover everything that I'd like to ask you about today. But let's just go back to the starting place and let me ask you, tell us about yourself. Who is Jeffrey Millman? Yes. Well, I am a board-certified family physician. I practice in a private practice. And I teach at the medical school, as you said, a clinical professor. So I feel that it's important to integrate all the different aspects of healing. I started out being trained as a very traditional allopathic MD, and I do practice allopathic medicine. But many, many years ago, even in my residency, I began to realize the importance of the mind-body connection. And I began to pursue things that were not traditionally taught to medical students. So I began to meditate myself, and in my meditation, I found that there was a whole other world that existed besides the reality that we're all sharing right now. And I began to realize that so much of our health-related problems were either created by the mind or our emotions our negative thoughts, and lacking a spiritual connection to whatever it is that we believe in as far as our higher power goes. So I began to, at a personal level, explore these different issues and then gradually began to incorporate them with the care of my patients. And it's now to the point that I will incorporate when it's appropriate psychological things like why are you feeling this way or that way? What are the thoughts that are going through your head? And I will often ask about a person's spirituality. I think it's important that we incorporate spirit as well as mind and body in looking at the causes for illness. And I would usually start by asking somebody, well, tell me a little bit about your spirituality. How do patients respond to that? Are most of them open? Are most of them willing to discuss it? Most people start with telling me their religion. And I go, and that's very important for me to know. Yes. Because what a person's belief system is, is vitally important to them. 
And it's important for me as a healer to start with where they are in their beliefs. So they'll tell me a little bit about their religion, and I will go, okay, very good. Um, And how does your religion help you in dealing with your illness, whatever it might be? And we go from there, and we start asking questions about what they believe, and then based on their belief, will then take their beliefs and incorporate that into the, the healing that is required, which includes spirituality. Absolutely. Ha- have you seen a difference? Well, you've, you've had some of this incorporated since the beginning, but you know, I, I, I would love to know the difference when you incorporate the emotional and spiritual aspect into your assessment. Right. Well, a person will come to me with a chief complaint, um, headaches, or I can't sleep, or I'm having pain, or whatever it might be. I will, of course, as a medical doctor, I will ask pertinent questions to try to figure out what's going on from an allopathic medical perspective. But then I will often say, well, you know, Uh, Sometimes our emotions can affect how we feel. So how have you been feeling lately? Have you been having much stress in your life? Are you sad? Are you worried? Are you grieving? Are you feeling depressed? What sort of feelings are going on in your life right now? They will then reveal to me whatever their feelings might be. And then I will try to help them see how their emotions affect their body. This is a, an area called psychoneuroimmunology. Oh, yes, it's a lovely term. <laughs> I, love, I love it. <laughs> Big fancy word. And basically what it says is, as we think, so shall we be. Depending on the thoughts in our head, certain chemicals, hormones, and electrical impulses are generated by the brain down into the body. And our body has these uh, receptors throughout the body, especially at the gut, but throughout the entire body to receive these impulses. And the impulses coming out of the brain can be positive impulses, happy, loving thoughts, or they can be negative impulses like fear, anxiety, or depression. So depending on what the emotions are, that will affect the physical health, either in a positive way or a negative way. And science can prove this. Oh, yes. We have now demonstrated in the last 40 years how the mind can affect the body. For example, if I have someone close their eyes and just imagine that they're in a very stressful situation, let's say a fire, and all of a sudden they feel that they're in a fire and they're at risk and they are in danger. And what we'll find is just thinking about being in that dangerous situation, their heart rate goes up, their blood pressure goes up, their breathing speeds up, and we see these physiological changes depending on what the thoughts are. And in these laboratories, depending on whether it's positive or negative, we can see one kind of physical reactions or another kind of physical reactions. 
And the, you know, the reverse is true as well. If you have them, you know, in a lovely place and they're relaxed and peaceful, you know, you can see the brainwave changes, the blood pressure changes. Exactly. As, as we're speaking now, our brainwaves are what are called beta and delta waves. Uh, what happens when we close our eyes and do some slow, deep breathing? It's nothing fancy. It's just closing your eyes and breathing slowly and deeply. What happens if we hook ourselves up to an electroencephalogram or EEG is that our brain waves change. And our brain waves will go into these alpha waves. And being in an alpha state is the body's physical reaction to meditation, hypnosis, self-hypnosis, biofeedback, autogenic training, muscle relaxation, all of these relaxation techniques all change the brain waves. And when we go into this alpha state, what happens is that our blood pressure drops, our heart rate drops, our hands warm up, and we feel this peacefulness and this calmness that helps us relax. And when we're always stressed, we don't get to feel that. Um, what do you, how do your patients react when you go into their spiritual state? Are they okay with this? At, you know, when you really start to ask questions, you know, I'm, I'm my religion is such, well, yeah, but, you know, are, are they okay with that? Well, first of all, I don't go, yeah, but. I, will say, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, that I, was that, me. That, that's wonderful. I respect whatever your beliefs are, and I'll ask them, how do your beliefs help you in this situation? Oh, you did say that. And, you know, if they tell me, um, I, I pray to Jesus, let's say, and Jesus gives me this great comfort, and I feel so much better, then my response will be, well, then I want you to do more praying, and I want you to bring Jesus into your heart not just in your mind, but into your heart and soul. And let's use Jesus to help you heal. If they say to me, well, yeah, I've got my religion, but I don't know that it's really helping me very much, then I will explain to them that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. Uh, Yes. And what I like to do is, rather than preach or lecture, I will then say, well, let me tell you about me. And I'll tell them that I believe that I have a soul. And I will ask them, do you believe you have a soul? And almost everybody says, well, yes, I do. My soul, I will say, existed before I was born. My soul chose to come into this physical body that I'm having right now, that I may have a life and by virtue of this life, have life experiences, all of which are designed to give me the opportunities to learn the lessons I need to learn here in earth school. This is earth school. We're here to learn our lessons. And we human beings, we learn from pain. When things are going well, hey, this is great, party hearty, let's have a good time. It's from the pain that makes us stop in our tracks and look inward and begin the process of figuring out 
what our life is about, what are the real important issues in our life, and where we want to go. So, and on, on that note, we need to go to break. I want to talk more about that when we come back. This is Irene Collin and my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Millman, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed when you think of inspiring women who comes to mind is it a visionary like oprah winfrey political or legal figures like hillary clinton or sonia sotomayor or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like meg whitman no matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. Our guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Millman. We're going to be talking about his book, Leap of Faith Transforming Physical and Emotional Pain into spiritual growth, such a very important topic. Dr. Millman, you say in your book, we all have pain, but suffering is optional. Talk a little bit about that. What's the difference between suffering and pain, and and why is it optional? Everybody has pain. I don't care if you're rich or poor. Ted Kennedy, for all his money and power, had a brain tumor and died. Everybody has pain. 
pain is a springboard for our personal and spiritual growth. Pain alerts us that something is wrong here. We need to do something. So people who try to avoid pain, people who go, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible, I feel like a victim of my pain. Well, yes, we all have pain, but we don't have to feel victimized by our pain. We have a choice. We can choose to react to the situation, the illness, the emotional problem that we're having. We can choose to react to that in a positive way or a negative way. We can see the pain and we can choose to think, okay, I've got this pain. This pain is trying to tell me something. I've got a lesson to learn here. There's something I'm supposed to be learning from this pain. What am I supposed to be learning? And if you stop and think about it from that perspective, you'll begin to see that a person is having this difficulty because of certain choices in their life. Let's use as an example a woman who's in an abusive relationship. Well, this is going to be the fourth or the fifth or the sixth abusive relationship that she's in. She keeps attracting these men into her life who continue to take advantage of her and abuse her. If she stops and goes, now what am I doing to attract these kind of men into my life? Why am I doing this? And begin to think, hey, maybe there's something I'm doing. Maybe I need to change how I deal with men in this situation then I will change how I look at men, attract different kinds of men, not allow a man who abuses me the first time on a date. That's it, pal. We're done. And and so we learn our lessons. If we don't learn the lessons, we are doomed to suffer. If we look at these problems and challenges in our life as opportunities for a betterment of our life, then we can see that these difficulties can be used to make our lives better, begin to make better choices in life, maybe change our lifestyle around, maybe interact with the world a little bit differently, be less angry. And in that, by doing that, we find that we're not in so much pain. We're not suffering. The pain may still be there, but we allow the pain to be there and we just move on. We, we, we learn what we need to learn, and we don't dwell on the pain. What do you do with people who, um, let's say they come in and they're diagnosed with cancer, and they are in pain, and they say, why me? What, what do you say to them? Why me? I hurt. I didn't ask for this. Well, number one, I will certainly, in the case of cancer, Um, determine whether they need surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, because I feel that given the circumstances and the kind of cancer that they have, that treatment from an allopathic perspective may be very appropriate. But let's say they have metastatic cancer, cancer that has spread, and indeed that they're probably going to die from the cancer. My approach then is to go... Well, you know, you've got your, your, yourself, your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, but
But you know, you also have a higher self. Your higher self is your soul. Your higher self exists constantly. It is always with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our higher self is working at an unconscious soul level. And at an unconscious soul level, our higher self is directing things to happen to us even against our will. And so a person can get cancer, one, genetics. You have a predisposition to cancer. You may have cancer because you've smoked cigarettes uh, a pack a day for 40 years. Well, you're going to get lung cancer. If you're taking estrogen and you're 75 years old, you are putting yourself at greater risk for breast and ovarian, uterine cancer, and so forth. So I will say to the people, you know, you've got a, a higher self, and your higher self is really helping you direct things. Things are happening. And let's say a person doesn't have bad genetics, has a good lifestyle, and they still get something bad like cancer. I will say, listen, at a soul level, your higher self has brought this illness into your life. Now, at that point, many people think, you mean I'm causing myself to have cancer? And they start to think very negative about that. And I would try to explain to them that you're not causing yourself to have cancer, but at a higher soul level, at an unconscious level, your soul may bring this cancer to you because you have certain lessons to learn about the cancer, maybe to how to endure pain, how to endure the difficulties of having to go through chemotherapy, surgery, radiation. That the cancer may be the opportunity for a person to delve more deeply into their spiritual awareness and to maybe help them connect with their higher self and their higher power. So, yes, you've got this terrible illness, but there is a silver lining. There are some positive things that can come from this. And let's dwell on how can I grow? How can I learn? How can I be a better person? How can I be happier? How can I deal with my loved ones in a more positive way? Even though on the inside I'm scared and feeling very depressed about all this, I can still come from a place of love rather than a place of fear. How do most people react to this when they're dealing with sometimes a great deal of pain and you're telling them that there's a lesson they can learn? And I know you probably prescribe something to help them deal with the pain. Well, of course. And I can prescribe something for the anxiety and depression as well. Some of my patients, when I talk like this, will say, well, that's all well and good, but I don't, I don't know if I believe that. I'm not sure about that. Um, and I just will say, okay, very good. Yeah. And, then, and then we focus on the physical. But I'm surprised how many people, when I open the door of spirituality, and in a non-judgmental, not proselytizing, not pushing religion on anybody, when I just open the door by asking certain questions and telling them what my beliefs are about my soul and, and how I feel that's important in my health, I'm surprised how many people respond with, you know, I think that too, or something like that. And we begin to talk a little bit about it from where they're starting from, what their beliefs are. 
and then I go from there. Let me ask you this question that just flitted through my mind. When you send them, let's say they're a cancer patient and you send them to an oncologist and, and they may share with the oncologist that you told them to use this uh, you know, like as if they're in earth school and there's a lesson to learn. How do, how do the other doctors react to this when they hear it from the same patient? You have to keep in mind that we doctors are medical scientists. Yes. And I teach at the medical school. We train our medical students to be scientific, double-blind studies. If you can't prove it, it's not true. That's what medical students learn. That's what most doctors believe. And most of my colleagues kind of scoff at what I say. But I try to explain to people and to other doctors if they have a decent open mind that we have this rational mind and we have an intuitive mind. Albert Einstein talked about this a lot. He talked about how important imagination was, even more than knowledge. And Einstein used his, his scientific mind to write the formulas to explain his theories of relativity. But it took the inspiration of his intuitive mind to give him the ideas that he then went to his rational mind to pursue. So we have our intuitive mind. We have a rational mind. How do we connect with our intuitive mind? Our sixth sense. And we're going, let's talk more about the sixth sense when we come back from break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Millman, saying stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment we let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives technology instant delivery we live in an on-demand world what's happened to the compassion the kindness a better pace Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. 
It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Millman. We've been talking about um, using pain for your own spiritual growth. And I'd like to, to continue with the thought we left with before the break, and that's about the intuitive mind. Talk a little bit about the importance of intuition and how we can develop it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my entire younger part of my life, was, like everybody else, uh, using our five senses, sight, hearing, touch, smell, taste, to perceive the world and to interpret what's going on in our world. I started meditating when I was a resident physician 40 years ago. And when we meditate, what happens is that we move the rational mind, our conscious mind, our thoughts, to the side, and we begin to connect with our intuitive mind. Our sixth sense is often called the subtle sense. And it's subtle because the other five senses will overpower our intuition. It's not until we quiet our mind and begin to relax that the intuitive mind comes to the foreground and we use our sixth or intuitive sense to connect with our intuitive mind. And so in meditation, all this information comes in intuitively, a telepathic thought. This entire book was written in meditation. In other words, I would have a thought, I'd be meditating, I'd have a thought, and I'd go over to my desk and start writing about that thought. So we can connect with our intuitive mind. But it's not something that happens readily. We have to make an effort. And sometimes we find that we get the information sometime after the meditation. You know, it just pops into our mind and we think, where did that come from? The intuitive mind, the higher self, is that voice in the back of our head. The intuitive mind is, you know, I just got a gut feeling about this. Yeah. And what we usually do is, oh, no, that's not so. But if we begin to realize 
that that voice is our higher self trying to communicate with us through things like intuition or this thought that comes in our head. Uh, We're going to do something and this thought comes in, you know, you better not do that. That might not work out. We often ignore those thoughts. But if we begin to connect with our higher self using intuition, I use a lot of muscle testing, kinesiology. I use dreams. People can, um, can actually communicate with their higher self. And I talk about that in the book. There's a whole chapter about connecting with your higher self. And, and it's we, really wonderful. Good. And, and if we learn how to connect with our higher self, our higher self is our best friend. Our higher self loves us unconditionally. Our higher self is always there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to advise us whether we should do this or do that. Should I marry this person or not? Should I go into this profession or not? Should I make this simple decision or, or not? And so our higher self will communicate with us if we spend five minutes twice a day closing our eyes, breathing slowly and deeply, and all of a sudden, a thought will come in our head and we'll begin to connect with our higher self and get the benefit of their wisdom. Yeah, and if people know muscle testing or kinesiology, sometimes it's, you know, it's so easy to do a little test to say, is that, is that from you <laughs> to your higher self? Is, is this, is this am, I, am I right in believing this or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, do you have patients do that as well? Yes, I, I will often teach people how to do kinesiology. When I give talks in the community or lectures, I will teach people how to do the muscle testing. And it's a very simple form. You don't need anybody else to do it. There's, there's a two-person muscle testing, but you can test yourself. And you just close your eyes and breathe and relax, get into the relaxed state, and you begin to ask questions, and you'll get a yes or a no answer. Our higher self wants to help us. Our higher self is there ready to advise us. All we have to do is ask. Ask, and you shall receive. Ask, and you shall receive. And it is so true. There's a wonderful book called Power Versus Force. If people want to know more, um, I think you can get it from almost anywhere. Yes, but you, you go through it very completely in your book. So if, if they want to know about this, you know, this muscle testing, you just need to get the leap of faith. Yes, I do go through very detailed, specific uh, way of learning how to, to connect. Now I'm to the point where I don't have to do all of that preparatory work. Um, I don't have to breathe and, and close my eyes. I'm connected right now 24 exactly. So for me, my intuition is as strong as my sight or my hearing or my smell. And I, while I'm with patients, I get these intuitive, treat, treat this problem with this medicine, not that medicine. Um, surgery, yes or no. I will often get these intuitive diagnoses, intuitive feelings, I should order this lab or this x-ray, and, and my intuition is very, very important in my healing of my patients. 
Oh, I can see how it could be so powerful. Well, you know, before, before we go any further, let's just stop a minute and let people know how they can find you on the Internet, how they can find your book. I don't want to miss doing that. The book is Leap of Faith. Yes, and they can, they can Google Leap of Faith. Um, they can Google my name, Jeffrey D. Millman or Jeffrey Millman, M.D., and uh, that way they can connect with my website. And I really encourage you to do that. And if you, if you forget, then go to the self-improvement blog. It's right there on the homepage. Um, the links to his website are there. I, I think this is a really important book because so few MDs really are tapped into some of this, this wisdom and these wonderful abilities that we have that can't be proved by the scientific method but they're still very valid and very powerful. Um, and and it's, it's a shame <laughs> that everybody doesn't have this. You know, you Irene, say- I, I think that our health care system today is very broken. Oh, I agree. Uh, so many people feel alienated from their doctors. Doctors are rush in, rush out. They don't answer people's questions. Uh, they don't have time. Well, no, they they're make, under they such pressure the of the insurance companies and right. all the regulations. I mean, I've talked to a number of doctor friends of mine who are just totally frustrated. So what do we as consumers, what do we as individual people, what do we do? So we're not getting our needs met from the healthcare system. The doctors are just prescribing a bunch of medicines with side effects what are we to do? I think that we are on the brink of an attitudinal change in the public, that people are going to go, you know, the doctors are not giving me what I need. I need to look inside myself. I need to get the answers to my health care needs that I'm not getting from the health care system. So by connecting with your higher self, your higher self will tell you, take vitamins. Take vitamin C once a day, twice a day. Maybe you should go see a naturopath or a homeopath. Maybe, Maybe you need- should get out of your chair and go out in the sunshine and walk. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I need to change my diet. Maybe I need to change my attitude. Maybe I need to stop worrying so much about this or that. And maybe I need to put faith into myself, my higher self, and my higher power our higher self and higher power will guide us and will guide us towards a sense of well-being and health if we only listen. So if we're not getting our answers from the doctors, maybe we need to look inside, look at things like kinesiology and muscle testing, look at our intuition, and we need to listen to our intuition when our intuition is different than what the doctor is telling us. Oh, I totally agree with you. And, and our bodies are actually walking pharmacies. Yeah. You know, we have most of the things in us already that we need. We just ha- aren't tuned in enough to ourselves to, and, to do some of our own healing. Exactly. And we can amplify the self-healing by using techniques that are nurturing. Like you said, exercise, 
eating properly, but changing our attitude is so important. Being it's critical. Less, being less afraid. Whenever I feel afraid about whatever it might be, I say to myself, now look, Jeff, there are two primary emotions, love and fear. I'm feeling fear right now. Would I rather be coming from a place of fear or would I rather be coming from a place of love? And of course, I'll say, well, I'd rather be coming from a place of love. What would be the loving thing to do in this situation? And then I say, all right, let's do that. Instead of being afraid of the cancer, let me get proactive. Let me take charge of my life. Let me do everything I can to make my life better. And we feel happier, less depressed. You know, we may end up dying of the cancer, but we'll die happier. <laughs> we'll and feel, maybe we'll get well. And, and you very likely will get well. And on that note, it's time for us to go to break. This is Irene Connell with Dr. Jeffrey Millman saying, stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. My guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Millman. We're talking about his book, Leap of Faith. Before the break, we were talking about the two emotions, love and fear. Uh, and, you know, we carry a lot of fear about death, but you say in your book, don't be afraid to die. It's wonderful on the other side. Talk about that. You bet. Well, until the last 70 years, 
people would die and that would be the end. We wouldn't know anything about it. But in the last 70 years, we have been able, with our medical technology, to bring people back from the jaws of death. We can use heart defibrillators, heart-lung machines, and we can bring people back. So we have interviewed people, asked them, all right, you were dead. You were not breathing. Your heart was not beating. You were clinically dead. What did you experience on the other side? And we now have many, many, many stories, thousands, hundreds of thousands of stories of people who rise up out of their body, see a bright light, go to the light, have a life review, and they describe what it's like to be on the other side. Irene, they tell us how wonderful, how peaceful, how loving it is on the other side. They were told it was not their time to die. They had to go back in their body. Nobody wanted to come back in their body. No. They wanted to very stay on the few. other side. Very few. Rarely do they. They <laughs> fight to stay there. So I know several people who've had a near-death experience or a death experience. Yes. And so we don't have to be afraid about the other side. We, when these people were interviewed, and they were asked at the end of the interview, was there anything that you learned on the other side that you brought back with you that you want to share with me? They would say, all of them in their own words, basically the same thing. We are here to learn about love. We are here to learn about love. And so these people come back from death, and they're not afraid to die, and they realize Love is what I need to be focusing on, loving my people who are in my life and loving myself. And it's the loving myself that we've basically been taught in a way that it's not okay. And, and it's, it's prime. You know, the, the analogy I like to use is it's very important to love yourself first. People call that selfish. It's not selfish. It's self-loving. It's only selfish if giving to yourself hurts someone else. But by being loving to yourself, you are nurturing yourself. And so I'm filling this cup with love. This cup, my body, myself, I'm filling with self-love. And after a while, my cup runneth over. And I've got all this love inside of me. And so then when I give to my patients or to my family... I'm giving freely. I'm not giving with resentment. I'm not giving with strings attached because I've given to myself first. And by loving myself, I now have all this love in my heart to share with other people. Absolutely. You talked to about karma. Um, talk a little bit about karma. You're one of the few doctors I've ever talked with who... Subscribes to reincarnation, and the karma and reincarnation are are very, you know, tied together. You know, it, we are not taught in the Judeo-Christian religions. Um, I believe the Muslim religion does not believe in reincarnation, and so most of us in this country uh, were not taught about a life after this life. No. But Buddhists and Hindus, of course, believe in this. And through my, my many, many years of, of studying and meditating, I realized that this physical life that we're having is just a temporary 
life. Uh, we, when we die, our soul does not die. Our soul moves on. People tell us about what they experienced when they were dead. Their body may be buried or burned, but the soul lives on. Well, you and, talked about us being here for, for earth school, and to me, you know, it, when we when we die or transition, whatever you want to call it, we're going to the next grade. Exactly. We come in, we'll learn the lessons we need to learn or not, and if we don't learn the lessons... Then we lifetime, repeat the grade. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll, we'll, we'll learn them again. We'll have to deal with those issues again. Have so, to take algebra again. <laughs> so that's what karma is all about. Um... You make this wonderful statement, what the butterfly calls death, what the caterpillar calls death, the master calls a butterfly. You know, when we look at life from our human perspective in this reality that we're all living in, death seems like the end. Death seems like a final chapter. But the master, the, the, the higher individuals who are able to connect with God realize that what we think of as it, what we think of as death is really a transformation and what happens after we die is we go through a process we reassess our lives that we just had and then we'll come through again as another life as a butterfly we don't die the caterpillar may die but we come back as a new form, a new butterfly, a new life, and with our new uh, lessons that we have to learn in that next life. So now, I know afraid. that we don't remember any of it, but does our soul remember what the lessons are? When I go into meditation or when I have been hypnotized and I go into this alternative state in this altered state I have had numerous past life experiences I have experienced previous lives glimpses you know just glimpses right. of previous lives I was climbing the rocks of Sedona one time and all of a sudden I was paralyzed with fear on the top of this rock I couldn't figure out what was wrong I just sat down I began meditating and within a few minutes, all of a sudden, this dramatic, amazing image came to mind. And I was a young Native American boy, and I saw myself falling down, tumbling down that oh, rock. Oh, yeah. Dying on the bottom of that rock, laying in my mother's lap, dying. And I could see that right then and there. As soon as I stopped the meditation, I stood right up, I walked down that rock, and I no longer have a fear of height. How lovely. So, you know, these, these past life experiences, I mean, it sounds weird. If I tell this to my colleagues, they're going to look at me so funny. Oh, they'll laugh at you. They will. We're, I hate to say this, but we're right up to the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Love is the answer. Don't be afraid. I know you've got pain. I know you have difficulties. Your higher self loves you unconditionally and is always there to help you. You don't need to be afraid. Oh, lovely. 
Next week's guest is Tab Edwards, who will talk about how to be self-interested but not selfish, just what we were talking about. Dr. Millman, thank you so much for being with us today. It is truly my pleasure. I'm so glad to have this opportunity to share some new ideas, some of which are going to be a little different to many people, but keep an open mind and keep an open heart and consider the possibilities. Thank you so much. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Jeffrey Millman, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.